Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, one year older, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Yo, what's, what's going on? You know, uh, yes, a year older, thank you for sure. Uh, you know, year wiser. Uh, hopefully, a uh, year wiser for these fantasy playoffs. Um, hopefully, it comes early so I can make these good decisions for for Sunday. Yeah, man, I'm I'm sure the the members of the DX tribe are going to be happy about that. Uh, good decisions. I mean, it's playoff time, so we, you know we can't afford to make these mistakes. Yes, sir. So got to get got to get pushing, man. Got to advance to the next round. So um, obviously, today we're going to cover part one. Go get through some of these games, go through the spreads, the picks, the totals, um, and obviously the fantasy football analysis. So uh, without further ado, let's just jump right into it, man. We got the 6-6 uh, six and six Arizona Cardinals traveling to New York to take on the 5-7 and seven New York Giants. This is a 45.5 point total. The, uh, the uh, division leading yes, New sir. York Giants are 2.5 point underdog. Appreciate for addressing them appropriately. <laughs> in terms of injuries uh Kenyon drake is limited uh with a hip isaiah simmons is questionable in this game um jordan phillips defensive end for arizona he's returning from the injured reserve designated to return from the injured reserve with a hamstring injury um and then uh, Daniel Jones is limited for with, for the Giants with a hamstring injury. And then Blake Martinez for the Giants, he was a DMP with a back injury. Um, in terms of the weather, just want to make sure the weather is good for this game. I believe it is. I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, but the weather uh, is supposed to be a light drizzle. But other than that, everything should be okay. Uh, Greg, where are you at in terms of this matchup? Uh, so for this game, I'm going to take the under. Uh, I'm taking the Giants to cover, and uh, I'm going to keep it rolling. I'm going to take the Giants to win. Um, this is me, you know, assuming that uh, Danny Dimes is going to be able to play because um, that's my analysis with it. Uh, if he's not able to go, uh, I don't think uh, I would take the Giants to win this game. Um, but uh, with on the card side, uh, Kyler Murray, you know, he's, I think, a borderline QB1, I think. Um, you know, uh, he had another game with this low rushing yards, only 15 last week. His upside has been down the last couple of weeks. Um, so the upside might not be there for him to be a top QB one you, you would expect him to be. Um, so, I, you know, temper your expectations a little bit, especially against this Giants defense. Uh, the rushing yards might not be there again. Um, so for Kenyon Drake, I think he's definitely startable high in RB2, uh, D-Hop. Wide receiver one, definitely the matchup with Bradbury will be interesting. Um, got 13 targets last week. Uh, definitely will have the receptions there. Uh, so he's great for PPR for sure, full point for sure. Uh, top wide receiver one. On the Giants side, uh, Daniel Jones, if he's able to play, he's limited. Um, but I think that gives a bump to all the skill players, of course. Uh, and also I think it does give him a little more bump because I think maybe the, you know, the legs won't be used as much. Uh, so that probably will lead to more targets in the passing game or most likely more carries for Wayne Gallman because <clears throat> I have him as a borderline RB1. He's been hot. Uh, you got to continue to ride this man uh, throughout the way, uh, getting the carries and the touches. Uh, Sterling Shepard, um, probably wide receiver three, uh, low in flex, and uh, Evan Ingham, tight end one. Yeah, so for me, I'm actually going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Giants to cover, going to take the Giants to win, kind of either way. I, I mean, I'm expecting Daniel Jones to play, but even mm -hmm. if he doesn't, I think – uh, you know, the Giants just kind of match up well with, with the Cardinals here. Um, 
you know, Kyler and that shoulder, man, he scares me. It scares me a little bit. I mean, I know you were talking about, obviously, the rushing's been down. I'm still curious. I know he's yeah. down on the injury report, but is that shoulder okay? Uh, the matchup isn't great with the Giants. Uh, he's got two straight performances outside the top 18. Uh, meanwhile, the, the Giants haven't allowed uh, a top 20 quarterback since week eight. Mm. Um, but anyways, you know, Kyler, he's tough to trust. Uh, I mean, obviously, you could still roll him out there, but um, he's definitely tough to trust. Uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, he's back in play for me. Yeah, he's quietly the RB12 and half PPR on the season. Um, you know, so I, I think we can uh, play him this week, especially mm-hmm. with the, um, the you know, his targets. He's he's up to three targets uh, a game now on, on uh, over the last three weeks. Uh, that number was down uh you know, less than two targets a game before. So slight bump there. Uh, the Giants also allow, uh, they lead the, they allow the most targets to running backs in the league on the season at uh, just over eight targets a game to the running back position. So him and Chase Edmonds both um, in a good spot from that sense. Chase Edmonds, I think, is a flex play maybe potentially, like as a, a desperation flex, um, you know, in, in deeper leagues. Uh, but, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, man. I mean, uh, I'm just going to talk about your boy real quick, James Bradbury, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The NFL average, the NFL average for uh, corner, at cornerback position for half PPR points given up per coverage snap allowed on the season is, is uh, 0.23. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradbury on the season is allowing 0.16. Uh, and over the last month, he's, he's down to 0.12 half PPR points per coverage snap. Uh, that's almost half the NFL average. That's tied for the eighth lowest mark in the league. Uh, now I say all of this to say you're not going to bench DeAndre Hopkins, right? Uh, unless you have some really good pivot options. Uh, you know, just wanted to shed some light on your boy James Bradbury. Appreciate you know, it. We, we are a little, you know, we do get get into some IDP and some defensive players here, but um, you know, uh, just you know, given how deep the wide receiver position is this this year, uh, maybe you do have options. Um, you know, if you have Terry McLaurin, maybe uh, Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, um, DK Metcalf, you know, yeah, one of these guys, Allen Robinson, I think, yeah, Allen Robinson, a spot, yeah, he becomes more um, of a so, top 15 player rather than a top 10 player, most likely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, like you said, a PPR leagues, that floor is going to be there because of that target volume, but Bradbury has been really good, man. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. just wanted to shed some light there. So, temper expectations. Uh, I think the secondary options here for Arizona uh, are in play, though, because the other cornerbacks for the Giants aren't very good. So uh, Christian Kirk, uh, I think he's in play. Larry Fitzgerald, obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's you don't you never feel great about playing him, but from a DFS perspective, maybe if you're looking to you know to for a leverage play, maybe um, you could use Larry Fitzgerald in this matchup. But uh, Wayne Gallman, uh, he's seen that volume, so you're gonna play him. Uh, for the Giants' side, and then Sterling Shepard also in a nice spot. So, um, you know, with Daniel Jones coming back, I think you can you can play him as well. And then Evan Ingram uh, definitely in play. Uh, overall, should be a good football game. So, uh, definitely uh, excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Giants definitely need this one after that surprising one by Washington. So, got to keep it going. Crazy man, you guys started zero and five, and now you're five and seven. Crazy, I didn't even believe so. Yeah, I remember the conversation I, I had with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, moving on to this to this next matchup, man. We got the three and eight Dallas Cowboys traveling to Cincinnati to take on the two nine and one Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this is a forty five and a half point total. The uh, Cowboys are three and a half point favorites here in terms of injuries uh, for the for the Bengals. Joe Mixon he he's still on IR with his foot. Um, he is eligible to return. The you know the Bengals have said that he could return, um, but I would not bank on him coming back. So um, yeah, that, that's that there. Uh, Auden Tate you know he's dealing with his shoulder, uh, so he he was placed on the IR. T. Higgins dealing with a hamstring injury, so uh, he's question he's questionable, but I expect him to play. Jonah Williams uh, for the Bengals, he was sent to IR with a knee injury, the left tackle, so they'll be they'll be without him. Uh, and then for the Dallas Cowboys, Zeke Elliott, he's uh, dealing with a calf, so he was limited 
in what would have been a walkthrough to, or what was a walkthrough today for for the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, you know, keep an eye on that. But Zeke, you know, doesn't miss games really. So, um, but you know, have Tony Pollard ready because this matchup could be good. Uh, Chidobi Awuze, cornerback for the Cowboys, he uh, placed on the COVID-19 uh, reserve list, so uh, he will be out for this game. Um, in terms of my picks, I'm taking the over here. I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. Uh, for Dallas, we got a, an Andy Dalton revenge game here, uh, so uh, still not going to play him, but in a two-quarterback league or a deeper league, he, he definitely makes some sense. Uh, Zeke Elliott, he's in play for me. If he can't go, Tony Pollard uh, would step in as an as an RB2 for me. Um, and then I like Amari Cooper this week. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is definitely in play as a flex. Um, Michael Gallup, you know, he showed signs of life recently, so he's someone to keep in mind from a DFS perspective. Uh, Dalton Schultz, he's also in play as well uh, because the matchup is really good here for Cincinnati or, or against Cincinnati. Um, so at tight end, he's in play. And then for Cincinnati, uh, you know, T. Higgins, he's obviously, the you know, someone that always comes to mind when I think about what receiving options I want to play. Um, but... You know, Giovanni Bernard, we obviously saw how, how bad Dallas was, uh, you know, last week against Baltimore on the ground. They've just been bad all, all year on the ground. Uh, Cincinnati hasn't been great, or, or you know, Giovanni Bernard hasn't been great. Um, but, you know, in this matchup, I think he's a worthy flex play. Mm, so, for me, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals to cover, but I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. Uh, Andy Dawn, I think, yeah, is in streaming conversation. Uh, I have him in, in that category for sure. Mark Cooper, uh, wide receiver one with C.D. Lamb being a, a good flex play. I think both of those are most likely to lead in opportunity uh, and production. Uh, Gallup, I think, is more of a DFS play. Did have a good week last week, but uh, more often than not, I think, you know, C.D. Lamb and Mark Cooper will be the guys. Uh, Dalton Schultz, expect to get him. Uh, you know, around that five, six target number. He's in a good spot here. So he's in a good conversation for uh, to start at tight end, um, which is, you know, not saying a lot, but you know, I think he's in play for, for leaning towards that edging out other tight ends you, you're thinking about starting. Uh, Zeke, uh, strong RB2. You know, he got the six targets last week, but he's only had one touchdown since week six. Uh, he's been yeah, pretty much no touchdown upside uh this in this entire season the second half of the year um but you're you're playing him because you know the touches number will be there uh and on the Bengals side uh T Higgins and Tyler Boyd um both of those guys I think are in play you know low and wide receiver twos you know they always have some upside though because they are really good players and T Higgins does have a nice matchup uh versus cornerback uh Rashad Robinson and Gio Bernard has been pretty non-existent the last four weeks I'm I'm on like the cut, the snip snip for him. He has Pittsburgh next week, so I don't think he needs need to be on rosters. Yeah, I mean the mat. The only the only reason I would even think about playing him is because of the matchup here against Dallas. But if he's a snip snip for you, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've had my feelings about him all season. Yeah, yeah. Right now, <laughs> yeah, he's been he ran out of the gas. I mean the you know Jamal Williams. I think is probably a better matchup this week. Like maybe some other people. Oh, what, you mean a 31-year-old running back ran out of gas? I can't believe it. <laughs> well, he's not 30. Not all wait, of them are like, like Frank Gore. No, wait. <laughs> I thought he wasn't that old. I thought he was like, I don't know. He's not? I thought, I thought that, yeah, I was 30, making fun 29. of him, and I'm actually I'm actually younger. Right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember me mm-hmm. saying that, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, whatever, man. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's 29. Yeah, there we go. That's what I was, 29. But yes, he's run out of the picks he does. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just it was just Mike Davis that had picks he does. Right, but he he's at least G- you know still decent. I think I'll take Mike Davis still over G. Bernard. I mean, yeah, G. yeah. Bernard's been non-existent. I yeah. mean, I would take Christian McCaffrey because the point offense point is not going to get <laughs> the offense is not going to get into the red zone more often. Than, yeah, they're not going to get to the red zone so. <laughs> I mean, T. Higgins yeah. and Tyler Boyd are the guys that are going to get down the field for them and into the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Tyler Boyd gets ejected. Yeah, we don't want that. I mean, luckily he did that after he got a touchdown, 70-yard touchdown. After he so, got a 72-yard yeah, touchdown. That's the, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. 
I mean, if I told you that you were going to get 15 points, 15 PPR points from Tyler Boyd before you put him in your lineup, you would have taken it, regardless of how it, oh, yeah, how yeah, you found out it happened. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, so. that's why I can't be mad. Like, it's fantasy, <laughs> I'm gonna take it. Um, even Devontae Parker, the same, he, he killed before he got ejected, so I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, it's 20 this year, we've seen a lot of stuff, so if a dude could leave a game. Get kicked out of a game by for slapping another man, and still get you fifteen PPR points. I'll take it, man. I'll oh yeah, for sure. for sure. All right, man. We talked about Christian McCaffrey, so now we got his team coming up. the four, The four and eight Carolina Panthers are at home taking on the four and eight Denver Broncos. This is a forty six and a half point total. The Carolina Panthers are three and a half point favorite. In terms of injuries, the Carolina Panthers are dealing with uh, some COVID situations here. Um, uh, DJ Moore, he tested positive for COVID-19, so he's on the COVID reserve list. He's obviously still dealing with that ankle injury that he suffered uh, in week 11 before the bye week, uh, So and he's trending positively from that apparently, so that's positive news there. Um, Curtis Samuel, he's uh, on the COVID-19 reserve list as a close contact to DJ Moore, uh, Shaq Thompson, Derek Brown and Zach Kerr also on the COVID-19 reserve list. So, um, you know, don't know what their status will be ahead of Sunday's game. Uh, but CMC, he's, you know, obviously was dealing with that uh, shoulder injury after having dealt with the high ankle sprain. Uh, it seems like now he's dealing with a, a thigh injury. I've heard it reported as a thigh and a quad. So um, dealing with a, an issue there. So he was a DMP. Um, you know, so doesn't not looking good for his availability on Sunday, but um, obviously just plan to be with without him. And if he plays, if you find out he's active, put him in your lineup. Uh, you know, Denver they're dealing with a bunch of injuries on on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, nothing uh, was nothing really glaring. Greg, where are you at in terms of this game? Uh, in terms of this game, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Denver Broncos to cover, but I'm still taking Carolina to win. Um, on Denver side, Melvin Gordon, I uh, like him as a play. Tim Patrick, I uh, also like him with some wide receiver three with uh, some wide receiver two upside. He's probably the only receiver I can trust in this offense. Uh, no fan as in the other pass catcher. He's probably the safest at getting you know the safest target share on that team. Uh, Melvin Gordon being the RB2 in that team. Uh, on the Carolina side, uh, with not a lot of options for Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's probably just uh, a QB2, you know, safe floor QB2 play. Uh, he's never really not going to get you a lot of points, um, but I don't think he's going to give you a dud. So, you know, if, if it probably a lot of other options out there to give you, like Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, other people like that. Uh, Chris McCaffrey's not expected to play. So, you know, Mike Davis, I think, is a, you know, top 24 play. He's definitely. Over the last two weeks, got at least 18 touches. Um, still getting almost four red zone touches a game, uh, according to Play Profiler. So he's definitely, uh, I think, in play as a, a good RB2 this week. And Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I'm going to take play. the. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the under here. I'm going to take Denver. going to take uh, Denver to cover, Carolina to win. Um, basically, it's just think Drew Locke is going to give Carolina the lead and then try to get it back and then fall short. Yeah. Yeah, but and, and like do a lot of dance moves in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, in terms of the Carolina side, uh, yeah, not nah, Robbie Anderson. Um, he should lead the team in targets uh, as he does every week, but especially a week where they could potentially be without DJ Moore and potentially Curtis Samuel. But uh, Mike Davis, yeah, I mean, he's going to get this volume. So yeah. if Christian McCaffrey is out, you're going to fire him up. Uh, if Curtis Samuel does play, I, 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 um, I, I do want to play him. Uh, I would be less confident in Teddy Bridgewater if DJ Moore and, and Samuel don't play. Um, you know, I agree with you with what you were saying, You're targeting a Phillip Rivers or a, a Kirk Cousins or one of those guys. Uh, for Denver, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon and, and Phillip Lindsay, they're in a legit time split. Uh, the matchup here is nice, but uh, Melvin Gordon seems to get that red zone work. Um, so, I, you know, I play him as an RB2. Uh, Lindsey would be a, a low end flex because uh, he does have that ability still to, to you know break a long break a long one. So mm -hmm. um, you know if you do need a flex play, he's not the worst 
flex play this week. Uh, Noah Fant and Tim Patrick, they're the only pieces in the pass game that I'm interested in playing yep. on the Denver side. <clears throat> um, all right, man, let's move on to this next matchup. We've got the 4-8 and eight Houston Texans traveling to Chicago to take on the 5-7 and seven Chicago Bears. This is a 45.5 point total. Uh, the Texans are 1.5 point favorites. Greg, do you remember when the Bears were 5-0? and I do remember when the Bears were 5-0. and uh, Cordell Patterson was happy, you know, running to the camera every week after the game. And then, yeah, it slowly just <laughs> went downhill from there. <laughs> That's like usually when um, the, Bills, the Bills used to start 5-0 and every season. Yeah, right. And then they would just finish four or five and twelve. Yeah, five and eleven, and something like that. Yeah, 11. yeah, yeah. But now they're now they're good. <laughs> now they're finishing. I can't do math and don't know how oh, many yeah. games there are in the season. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, they're they're gonna finish uh, probably with the with the division lead. But uh, anyway, this in terms of injuries, uh, Allen Robinson he is dealing with a knee injury. Um, so he was a limited participant in practice that actually popped up last week before the game. So seems like he's good to go. Uh, Darnell Mooney, he was a DMP with a personal issue. So hopefully he's good to go. Uh, everything is okay with him and his family. Um, you know, De- DeAndre Carter, he was on added to the COVID-19 reserve list. So, uh, he will obviously be out of this game for the Houston Texans. Brandon Cooks, he, uh, you know, limited with a foot and a neck injury, uh, and Kiki QT was limited with a knee injury. Um, you know, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Texans to cover. I'm going to take the Texans to win. Um, you know, how it plays out, I'm going to take Deshaun. Obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing him. The Bears seem like a bad matchup for quarterbacks, but over the last few weeks, they've allowed 18 uh, points in, in in at least 18 points to quarterbacks in three of their last four games uh, on the season. They've allowed they allow the fourth most uh, fancy points per drop back to the quarterback position. Uh, Deshaun has been money despite you know all the obstacles that he's had to face along the way. So I'm rolling with him. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Kiki Kuti, they're both in play for me this week. Uh, especially looking at Kuti this week, um, you know who should see Buster Screen. Uh, in this one, and and screen over the last month is allowing 0.47 half PPR points uh, covered snaps per game. He's targeted at the highest rate of of cornerbacks with 100 covered snaps over the last with at least 100 covered snaps over the last month, and he's giving up the highest reception rate during that span as well. Uh, so basically, if you picked up Kuti uh, this week, I think you can play him. Uh, I think you can be confident in playing him. Chad Hansen, he's also in play as well. Uh, saw seven targets last week, uh, so he, you know, he's definitely uh, someone who can definitely be in play for you as a deep play. Uh, and then David Johnson, I think he's just a flex play uh, this week against Chicago. Uh, Mitch is my stream of the week, so I'm, I'm willing to fire him up. You know, going up against Deshaun Watson on the other side, um, David Montgomery, uh, he's definitely in line for a smash spot here. Uh, and then Allen Robinson should have a big day here as well against a. Uh, a Bradley Roby, Bradley Robyless uh, Houston Texans secondary, uh, and then Cole Komet, my tight end stream of the week, uh, has overtaken Jimmy Graham, so I'm firing him up as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Texans to cover, and I'm gonna take the Texans to win. Um, on that Chicago side, I'm with you. I'm going back to that Mitch Well uh, to ride, you know, into the playoffs. Week one, round one. Hopefully, he gets you to round two. Uh, in a great streaming conversation this week. Houston is very vulnerable to that pass. Allen Robinson in that cake matchup. Uh, so he's a wide receiver one. It's going to get a very high target number and should get a touchdown hopefully in this game. Um, Anthony Millen, Darnell Mooney, probably safe for DFS play. Uh, but Cole Komet, he's definitely startable at tight end. Um, I think he's got an edge um, in, in that conversation uh, as well, getting uh, you know leading over Jimmy Graham for sure in all those major categories. On Houston's side, uh, Deshaun Watson, you got to keep considering him as a QB1 as he just defines defines law. He just, you know, does what he has to do uh, with no talent around him. He, he's he's the man. Um, you know, David Johnson, top 24 RB play, but he's the steady RB2 that he's pretty much been all year. Uh, hopefully the snap share increases, though, as, he, you know, he's working his way back, uh, gets back up to that, that 70, 80% number. Uh, Kiki QT, uh, I think he's a good uh, flex throw this week, and Brandon Cooks is also in a, a good up flex position this week as well. Um, but yeah, this should be a, a solid game. Hopefully, Houston can get back on track after uh, last week's disaster at the end. 
Yeah, man. It's just sucks for Chicago that they got to go up against uh, Deshaun Watson this this year, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. After, yeah. Every time. And Mitch is playing, too. So, hopefully. Maybe yeah. Maybe Mitch outplays Deshaun. I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> no way. Yeah, no. It won't. <laughs> it won't. Um, but it's also just realize that they have to they have to face Patrick Mahomes and uh, basically Deshaun Watson every year in in uh, consecutive years for the rest of their careers for as long as they play for the 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 Chiefs and the Texans. Every four years they'll have to play those two players. Well, hopefully it's not with Mitch back. though soon. Oh, it won't be with Mitch. Mitch will yeah. not be a, a Chicago Bear for long. Right, right. So, you know, I won't be as salty, you know, hopefully. No, no. <laughs> but it'll come up every time the Bears play the Chiefs and the Texans every four years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, Speaking of the Chiefs, we've got the 11-1 Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah, Patty. Traveling to Miami to take on the 8-4 and four Miami Dolphins, this is a 49.5-point total. The Chiefs are seven-point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, the Chiefs, are, again, are okay. They don't have any uh, injuries of, of any real concern. Um, <clears throat> the Miami Dolphins, however, Salvin Ahmed, DMP with the shoulder. Uh, Tua still dealing with that thumb injury, but he's limited. Obviously, he played last week, so expect him to be out there this week. Uh, Miles Gaskin, the gas uh, man, limited. The gas man is back, uh, but he was limited with the knee injury. Expect him to be okay as well. And then Jakeem Grant limited with a back injury. Um, Greg, where are you at in terms of this matchup? Uh, I'm taking the under in this game. I'm taking Miami to cover, but I'm taking Kansas City Chiefs to win. Uh, on the Kansas City t- side, of course, is Patty You're starting him uh, to lead you throughout the way. The number one quarterback in fantasy, uh, Travis Kelsey. Doesn't even got to do, you know, main guy threat with Tyreek Hill. They're starting both of those guys. Uh, clearly, uh, Clyde, you know, wasn't used at all last week. Uh, he's not on the injury report for this week, so he should be good to go as a, you know, a sol- uh, RB2, a solid RB2. Um, same rule applies, again, to these complimentary receivers. Uh, they're all mostly DFS plays. Uh, I think Watkins, though, Sammy Watkins is probably the safest option if you want to start someone in a 12-team league. Um, on the Miami side, Devontae Parker, uh, strong Wide receiver too. I think you know he's found his chemistry with Tua, uh, and also Miles. Ga- I mean, Mike Kosecki, He's also found his connection with Tua. Uh, that was awesome last week that he got 11 targets, caught nine receptions. Um, you know, Tua's <clears throat> and Gasecki's hot right now. Got two straight touchdowns, so I think he's definitely a top 10, top 12 play at the tight end position. And of course, the gas man. He's a top 15 play at the running back position. Got his 21 carries, 90 yards rushing. Got the 51 yards receiving. Uh, he's all around. He's he's back, man. It's right away, I love it. Yeah, man, the gas man is definitely back in play. Uh, I'm gonna take the over here. Gonna take the Dolphins to cover. Gonna take the Chiefs to win. So same picks as you, except I'm taking the over instead of the under here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tua. I mean, I don't know, man. Like Tua, he, you know, he seems to be in these spots sometimes where, you know, he'll, he puts up as many points as are as required. Right. Let's put it that way. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. gonna have to keep up with 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 Patrick Mahomes here. So I think they'll get. Uh, enough points to keep it close, uh, cover that seven-point spread. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, obviously those are the must-plays from the Chiefs' side. Uh, I think you can trust Clyde. I'm willing to play him this week uh, as a you know RB2 or a flex. Uh, it would you know obviously take some, some major gusto after what happened last week, but uh, Bell didn't do anything to make me think Clyde won't get his role back. Right. So uh, starting Clyde up. Um, for Miami, Miles Gaskin, he's back as a workhorse, so start the gas man up. Uh, Mike Gusecki, obviously, you know, like you were saying, getting his connection with Tua, uh, getting, you know, back to that utilization that he was seeing, you know, earlier in the season with Ryan Fitzpatrick, so um, definitely start that man up. Devontae Parker also seeing a bump as well, so, uh, you know, and especially with the potential game script here, uh, with with two, uh, you know, uh, obviously you always want to temper expectations, um, but you know I think they're gonna have no choice here, and Devonte Parker uh, provides a, a downfield threat. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. 
Um, all right, man, let's move on to this next matchup. We've got the 6-6 six and six Minnesota Vikings traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the 7-5 and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a 51.5 point total. The Bucs are 6.5 point favorites. In terms of injuries for the Minnesota side, Alexander Madison, uh, he's out with the appendectomy. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., he was limited with a back injury. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, however, was a DMP with a foot injury, so... Uh, that's something to watch there. Ken, uh, Eric Kendricks, linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings, he was a DMP with a calf. Uh, and then for Tampa Bay, Mike Evans, he was a DMP with that hamstring injury. In terms of the game, I'm going to take uh, the over. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win. Uh, I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm in on both these offenses here. Uh, so for the Minnesota side, give me Kirk, give me Justin Jefferson, give me Adam Thielen, and of course give me Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, if if you know, Kyle Rudolph doesn't go, and Irv Smith does go. I might have some intrigue there, but uh, there seems to be a decent amount of options at the tight end position this week, so maybe you don't have to go that deep. Um, you know, Brady hasn't been great the last couple of starts, or, the, you know, the, some of the last few starts, but I'm going to fire him up here in this spot. Uh, all these wide receivers are essentially wide receiver twos with uh, a range of outcomes between being a wide receiver one and a wide receiver three, so uh, on any given week, so, I, you know, you, you you're not going to go you couldn't necessarily uh go wrong playing one of these guys obviously uh you know it could work out for you could not but i'm comfortable playing uh, any one of these guys here in this matchup um gronk is a tight end one uh and then i think ronald jones is in a great spot here uh the minnesota is not great against the run so you know do they give him the 15 carries if the, if they do give him 15 plus carries i think it's a it's a really good day for ronald jones um, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, with this game, I'm taking the over. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings to cover, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win. Um, on the Vikings side, I think Kirk Cousins is still in a great spot. He's He's been hot of late. Uh, the matchup is not too scary. His receivers, you know, will give him opportunities downfield. Uh, he's got three straight games with at least 300 yards and three touchdowns. This man is playable for sure. Uh, Thielen and Jefferson are both wide receiver ones. I think they're just better than the person that's covering them at this point. They got the confidence. They got that juice. So you're playing them. Dalvin Cook is a RB1 uh, in this spot. And for on the Buck side, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, this is the beginning. You know, we used to think Tom Brady was always, you know, pretty trash in the playoffs, uh, fantasy playoffs. You know, I think this is the time where he, you know, he'll come through for you in the, in the playoffs, you know, in better weather probably. Uh, coming off a of bye week, I think he's got some easy matchups on the outside. So I think he's playable uh, as a borderline QB1. Mike Evans, A.B., and Chris Goblins, I'm pretty much with you on that uh, with their, their range of outcomes. <clears throat> I think Evans has the highest upside in this one, um, but A.B. thinks a little, gets a little more featured you know, after the bye week um, with some more targets. And uh, Goblins probably going to be safe, safe numbers, safe targets. Uh, Ronald Jones, though, top 20 play. You're continuing to ride him as Bruce Arians does want to ride him, and he's going to hopefully get the ball 20 times, we hope. I hope so, man. I really hope so. Hey, yeah. Chris Godwin or Ronald Jones in your flex and a half point PPR. Ronald Jones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's where I, I, I think I'm leaning, but it's just it's tough, man. Because you, you, is he gonna get the twenty carries? I but, think he'll get the money carries too in the red zone too. So I also think he has a higher chance of scoring a touchdown. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to play right. He always seems to get one play. All he needs is, seems to always get one good. That one big play. Big play. Get you, you know, 30, 40 yards adds a lot to a rushing carry when it, and on the full day. It does. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. All right, man. Let's move on to this next matchup. We've got the 8-4 and four Tennessee Titans traveling to Jacksonville to take on the 1-11 and 11 Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a 52.5 point total. The... Tennessee Titans are seven and a half point favorites. Um, in terms of injuries, tight end for Jacksonville, Tyler Eifert, he's limited with a shoulder. LaVisca Chenault, he was limited with a thumb injury. James Robinson, limited with a knee injury. Um, Brandon Linder, who's plays center for the Jags, he was doubt he's doubtful with an ankle. Uh, for Tennessee, AJ Brown, he was uh, a DMP both Wednesday and Thursday with an ankle injury that he suffered. In uh, Sunday's game, he did finish the game, however, so something to watch there. And then uh, rookie offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson, he was asked, he was added to the uh, uh, the non-football injury 
reserve list. So, um, obviously, the Titans are going to lose some depth on their offensive line there. Greg, where are you at in terms of this matchup? Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Titans to cover, and I'm going to take the Titans to win. I think they're in uh, definitely revenge mode after kind of getting embarrassed in that first half against the Browns. Uh, on the Titans side, Tannehill is a QB1 for sure. He's about to carry people to fantasy championships. Hopefully, if you have him on your team, uh, he's in a great spot here. Uh, Derrick Henry also in a great spot here, and also he's in the bounce-back spot in the fantasy playoffs. This is usually the week where he ends You know, a lot of fantasy matchups for the other the opponent. So hopefully you can get one of those weeks this week. Uh, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, both top 20 plays as they both have cake matchups on the outside. Uh, and Anthony Ferkser is a startable tight end, I think, uh, in that conversation to start uh, and have an edge over the you know other tight ends in that conversation. Um, on the Jack side, it's really James Robinson. Uh, they run this offense through him uh, in carries and everything that they do. <clears throat> and uh, Colin Johnson, I think, you know, can be in play uh, is probably the only pass catcher if you want to do a dart throw flex at a or spot start receiver uh i'm gonna take the under here i'm gonna take the jags to cover gonna take titans to win uh i'm expecting some points in this one you know but less i'm gonna take less than the 52 and a half uh for tennessee uh obviously you're playing derrick henry ryan Tannehill, aj brown Corey davis um is john w. smith back i mean he wasn't on the injury report if he's back man we're back to this tight end platoon. Uh, I'm not going to recommend one of these guys to play. Uh, you just go with Greg's recommendation if, if you'd like. But uh, if both these guys are active, I don't even know who to yeah, play. Yeah, that is tough. The if both I feel like back. it should be Ferkshire. <laughs> it should be Ferkshire. He'll have the better the chance, targets. most likely, too. It's still like yeah, snap share I mean, and everything. He, he's he's, he's going to see the targets. I yeah. Mean, he, he's gonna, he has a better chance every week, but I felt like for – 10 weeks I was recommending Ferkshire <laughs> over Johnu, and for 10 weeks Johnu was outscoring Ferkshire. So yeah. I'm done with this yeah. tight end group. You're right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for Jacksonville, Mike Glennon, he's stream worthy, I think. Uh, I think DJ Shark True. is in a good spot here. So, I, you know, I, I think this is the bounce back here for him. Uh, I do agree with you, Colin Johnson. He's in play, uh, has made an impact in back to back weeks. So, you know, definitely worth a dart throw there. Um, you know, I, I think there's a world, I mean, call me crazy. I, I, cause I, I went through the same, you know, thought process you were going through. This is, a, you know, a Tennessee's a bounce back game, but you got to remember Jacksonville, um, uh, they've been competing in every game. They've they played. have, they um, have, I, you know, I think there's a world where Jacksonville can win this game. I'm not saying I picked them to cover obviously, but I think there's a world where they can win this game. And a lot of that will have to do with James Robinson. So fire that guy up too. Um, but that's it for me. Yeah, I just uh, I feel like that team is very angry. The Browns, the Browns embarrassed them in that. that oh no, uh, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with so you. they're about I'm to come out. I'm totally with you. They do want to make these I'm playoffs. Totally with you. Yeah. yeah, that's why I I don't want to pick them. To, I don't want I didn't want to pick the Jags to win because I'm like Tennessee can't afford to lose another divisional game. Um, yeah, after being embarrassed by the Browns, Ooh. but. And this Jags team, maybe it's maybe it's because I'm hoping the Jags mm. get a win, so I, I can <laughs> lock just, in. You know, see my Jets Trevor Lawrence. One win, yeah. Lock in, lock in this this number one pick. But yes, sir. <laughs> speaking of my Jets, man, the 0 and 12 New York Jets. They won't get it this week. I tell you that much. 0 and 12 New York Jets uh, traveling to <laughs> Seattle to take on Jamal Adams and the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh. The 84 Seattle Seahawks. This is a 46 and a half point total. The Seahawks are 13 and a half point favorites. Uh, in terms of injuries, uh, Denzel Mims, uh, he's going to be out of this game uh, dealing with a personal issue. He actually had to fly back home to, to the state of Texas. Uh, he would not have cleared, uh, been cleared in terms of the COVID protocols in time to play in this game on Sunday. So hope everything is okay with him and his family, mm -hmm. but he will be out of this game on Sunday. Jamison Crowder, he uh, is limited with a calf injury. Uh, Brashad Perriman, he was limited with a shoulder injury. Um, for uh, Seattle, Chris Carson, he's limited with a foot. Uh, Pete Carroll did say after last week's game, even though Chris Carson did look good, uh, did perform well, uh, he said that Carson is not 100% with that foot. So continue to monitor that. If you roster Chris Carson, make sure you roster Carlos Hyde. Um, Bobby Wagner, he was a he was limited with a, with a hamstring injury. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, with this game, I'm taking the 
over. I'm taking the Jets to cover. Um, I'm taking Seattle to win. Um, pretty much on Seattle side, I uh, think this entire offense is definitely in a huge bounce back spot here. Um, Russell Wilson, um, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lock on the outside uh, for sure. Not really sure who to trust at, <clears throat> at tight end. Um, probably not going to vote all, all of those guys. Uh, but Chris Carson, he is a little banged up. I, I trust him to be. Uh, he's pretty much efficient with his touches, so I think he's still uh, going to give you some RB1 value. But um, definitely have Carlos Hyde. I am a Car- Chris Carson ma- manager in a lot of leagues, so definitely going to get that Carlos Hyde back up uh, to, to, to solidify that just in case he doesn't get the start. Um, and then on the Jets side, uh, if Frank Gore is not able to go, um, pretty much Ty Johnson is in play. And that's 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 pretty much it. And if Crowder's not playing, I guess Braxton Barrios will be in play. Uh, I didn't even think about Barrios. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm gonna take the under here. I'm gonna take Seattle to cover, Seattle to win. Um, you know, Russ, DK, Tyler Lockett, uh, Chris Carson, all those guys are in play. You know, huge bounce back spot here for Russ in the past game. Uh, you know, the Jets haven't been able to cover anybody, so Word. Uh, this should be huge for, for Russ. Uh, and for the Jets, if Crowder plays, I'm going to play him. If not, uh, you know, I'd be willing to flex Perriman because, you know, well, somebody needs to catch the ball, I guess. Uh, if Frank Gord can't go, I mean, he, he returned to practice with the concussion injury that he was dealing with, uh, but then didn't practice today because of a personal issue. So, um a lot of personal stuff going on around the league. Hope everybody's okay. Yeah, twenty twenty twenty, man. That is not going to end without a fight. <laughs> no, not going down without a fight for sure. Um, but Frank Gore, if he if he can't go, then I'm interested in Ty Johnson. Uh, otherwise, if if he does go, I'm not interested in him. Uh, and I think that's it from from this game. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adams, We're reaching that uh the Jets oh, time limit. Yeah, over under <laughs> uh two and a half sacks. Uh, no, one and a half, one and a half. Yeah, we want, we want Seahawks, Seattle should just blitz him every play, like every chance they oh, get. Oh, do you know his new nickname? I found this out the other day. Oh, what is it? Blitz Boy. Oh, Blitz Boy? Oh, perfect. There you go. Oh, it just fit, fit right in. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, they let him go. Like every <laughs> every third down, every almost first down, it started oh, off. Oh, he's so, going to yeah, go. He's going to go. Every play, he's going to yeah. go. He might just n- go just because not even he's, with, if that's not the game plan. He's gonna mess up. He's literally gonna disrupt every single play. Yeah. Like he's gonna like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adam Gates used to talk about how he it was impossible to get things done on the field because uh, Jamal Adams has spent two years basically playing in, against his offense in the division, and then played against his offense in practice, and it was like almost impossible for him to get stuff done in practice because Jamal Adams was on the field. Don't know what his excuse is this year, but uh, that was his excuse last year, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hopefully having some some IDP dynasty. So, oh, I have you know me. I got a ton of Jamal Adams. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm dynasty, pl- so playing you like- in dynasty this week too. So yeah, it's gonna be a very interesting matchup. Mm, yeah, man, have fun. Uh, this matchup is at 4.05 p.m., so be mindful of that. The other matchup at 4.05 p.m., we've got the 8-4 and four Indianapolis Colts traveling to Las Vegas to take on the 7-5 and, vi- and five Las Vegas Raiders. This is a 51.5 point total. The Colts are three-point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, Raven Clark, the left tackle for... The Colts, uh, he's dealing with an Achilles, so he was uh, moved to the injured reserve. Anthony Costanzo, he's questionable with a knee. Josh Jacobs, he's, uh, you know, he was actually returned to practice with this ankle injury, so he's limited, um, able to get a limited practice in. So that, that, uh, you know, could potentially be uh, good for him. Uh, In terms of how it plays out, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Colts to cover. I'm going to take the Colts to win. Uh, Phillip Rivers, he's in a great spot here. Uh, also at risk is some touchdown variance because uh, obviously the running backs and Jacoby Brissett are always in play to steal some touchdowns away. But he's got a high floor, uh, which has been on display since week six. He hasn't put up – he's put up at least 16 points in all but one game, which was against Baltimore. 
Uh, I'm confident rolling uh, Jonathan Taylor out this week. Uh, the matchup is is nice. I'm confident rolling Naheem Hines out there as well. Uh, I'm still going to look to Michael Pittman as the wide receiver one uh, on, on the team. Uh, one game uh, is not going to change my mind there, but uh, I'm, I'm going back to the well with him in this matchup. But I definitely think uh, T.Y. is also in play as well because uh, the matchup here against the Raiders secondary is really good. Um, and then play, you know, play tight end from this offense at your own risk. I, I mean, you know, basically don't play an AFC South tight end except for maybe Jordan Akins. Um, but for the Raiders, I, I, you know, I do have this weird feeling about Derek Carr. I don't know what it is. I mean, oh, man. great, but <laughs> I don't know what, it, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm getting this weird, this weird vibe from Derek Carr. I feel like, you know, he, he's going to have a surprisingly, a uh, good week, but I'm not looking to him as a as a legit play. But maybe in two quarterback leagues, he's worth a look. Uh, I mean, yeah, he, DFS. His his best efforts are in surprise 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 start. So it's usually when it happens. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It's it's weird, but I'm getting these vibes. So uh, this, I don't know something about Philip Rivers that just makes me feel like you know just wild wild west quarterback shootouts type thing. Like Philip Rivers just has to be in a shootout. I feel like. I don't oh, know. yeah, Phillip Rivers is um, in a good spot, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Nelson Aguilar, he would be the wide receiver I'm looking to play. Uh, obviously, Darren Waller. Um, you know, if Jacobs plays, you know, I, I don't know if I can trust him given the matchup and his health, but uh, if, if he can't go, then then maybe you could go with Booker because obviously he, he's got that reception work. Um, but, yeah, I'm, that's that's really it for me. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the Colts to cover. I'm going to take the Colts to win. Um, on the Colts side, I do like Phil Rivers. He's in, in great streaming conversation this week. Um, been very consistent of late with giving over 250 yards, two passing touchdowns. Uh, JT high in RB2. Uh, I think Hines is in play, but I think I would favor JT as the, the RB right now, the more hot one. Um, I'm also on the TY side more over the, the Michael Pittman Jr. side. Um, with the solid spot here to hopefully lead in, in target share as he's, he's been doing in the last couple of weeks. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. Your TY bet? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, definitely. Hopefully, okay. hopefully, I need that because I'm I'm putting. Remember the last time we made that? You were not excited about it. Nah, yeah, nah. <laughs> I wasn't excited last last time. I'm definitely more excited this time. Um, but yeah, we'll see if it works out because it didn't work out the last time. Uh, with uh, the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr, uh, yeah, I'm I'm avoiding him, but I I, f- I feel you because you know those Chiefs games, no one expected him to do it. He came through. Like it seems like the games, except the Jets game, you know, you, you can't, I don't know, not do well in that one. But the Jets game know. was like recency bias. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> um, but I do like Darren Waller, of course. Darren Waller is a machine. They're starting him. Josh Jacobs, I think if he's able to go. Uh, I will play him. You know, he he does have some injury concerns last year, and he was when he was able to play through them, uh, he he did produce. So I w- I would play him. Um, and yeah, as far as receivers, uh, Aguilar is in play, uh, and Hunter Renfro maybe also because you know he's going to get targets. Yeah, I mean that's that's true about Josh Jacobs, especially yeah. down around the goal line. He's always in play for those those touchdowns as yeah, well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Definitely in play. Um, all right, man. Let's move on to this next and final matchup that we're going to cover today in this part one. It's the uh, 4.25 p.m. game with the Atlanta Falcons, 4-8 and eight Atlanta Falcons, traveling to L.A. to take on the 3-9 and nine L.A. Chargers. This is a 48.5 point total. The Chargers are 2.5 point underdogs here. Uh, in terms of injuries, I'm uh, Hayden Hurst, he's limited with a neck. Ito Smith was limited with a, also with a neck injury. Uh, Todd Gurley limited with a knee. Julio Jones, he was a DMP with a hamstring. Uh, for the Chargers, Justin Jackson, he's returning from the injured reserve. Uh, or He's eligible to return. I think he's actually been activated. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be there to back up uh, Austin Eckler going forward. Um, in terms of this, of this matchup, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I'm going to take Atlanta to win this game. Um, you know, this Atlanta defense has been better, uh, but I, I'm still going to fire up Herbert, uh, you know, going to go back to the well with him with just how, how good and how efficient he's been. Uh, Keenan Allen definitely in play for me with his target volume. 
Uh, and then Hunter Henry, he, he has a good matchup here. So I'll fire him up hoping for a top five tight end finish and probably get a top ten tight end finish. <laughs> but um, is what it is. Uh, for Atlanta, Matt Ryan, Julio, Calvin Ridley, uh, that's really it for me on the Atlanta side and really no one else from Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons to cover. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons to win. Uh, on the Atlanta side, yeah, it's a, Matt Ryan, I think, is in play. Uh, Julio and Calvin really are, is able to go, uh, which they, they seem to be. So I think those that's the trifecta right there. Um, running back, I'm really not favoring anyone uh, in this matchup um, as, a, as a favorable spot. Um, and on the Chargers side, the Herb, I think he's in the bounce back spot here. You you, you got to expect him uh, to do that. Um, and, I you know, he had one bad week out of the, all the weeks he's been in in this league. So, you know, I think you cut him a break. Um, so you, you're starting him up. Uh, you're starting Mike Williams up and Keenan Allen up. I think they have some good matchups. Easy, I mean, good matchups on the outside, but Atlanta defense has been playing better of late. Uh, I think Keenan Allen is definitely safe. Uh, Hunter Henry uh, safe at that starting tight end position. Uh, and Austin Eckler, hopefully he can – come back and bounce back man Derek Henry Austin Eckler I need y'all to show up this week that's all I gotta say yeah man I mean um I, obviously you're gonna play Austin Eckler I forgot to mention him but um yeah man like you saying this Atlanta defense they've been playing better uh obviously like typically all year we've been <clears throat> trying to start everybody against this defense right I mean I didn't even really touch on Mike Williams because I think you can play him. I just don't think he's a must-play with how good Atlanta's been recently. So I just want to shed light on that. Uh, that's why we're not going all in on this uh, you know, L.A. Chargers pass offense like we usually do against Atlanta. It's because Atlanta's been much better right. since the firing of Dan Quinn. Yeah. Um. All right, man. I think that's all we got. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Playoff um, time is here. Playoff time. Made five out it. of this eight gotta playoffs, man. I got to I gotta win. I gotta get, if I get to three semifinals, I'll be happy. And that's all I care about. <laughs> you got to make it to all five, Greg. Oh, Come yeah, on, yeah, man. of course. But, you know, you got to make it to all five. It's fantasy, man. It's just <clears throat> I'm playing a percentage game. You know, I'm just playing a percentage game. <laughs> all right, man. Let's let's wrap this thing up. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, please, if you could rate, review the podcast, that'd be great. Um, also, if you could go ahead and give us a follow on uh, Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics, go ahead and follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Uh, good luck, everybody. We'll talk to you all tomorrow for part two and starts of the week. Have a good one. And we are out. We are out.